Welcome to General Conference. Press on. Hold fast. Heed not. If we want to find balance in life, and if we want the Savior to lift us heavenward, then our commitment to Him and His gospel can't be casual or occasional. You're stronger than you think. Help is available from others and especially from God. You are loved and valued and needed. We need you. Fear not and believe only. When the storms in life come, you can be steady because you are standing on the rock of your faith in Jesus Christ. We have never needed positive spiritual momentum more than we do now to counteract the speed with which evil and the darker signs of times are intensifying. The kingdom of glory we receive in the final judgment is determined by the laws we chose to abide in our Heavenly Father's loving plan. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to General Conference Review, the podcast all about what the prophets, seers, and revelators of these last days share at General Conference. And we ask the important question, how have we taken what we have heard in General Conference and applied those principles into our lives? Hello and welcome back to General Conference Review. My name is Todd Bruce and joined me is Kevin Beamer. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. You nailed that intro. I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can only stumble so many times. Um, Yeah, we just just had an amazing General Conference. Uh, This last weekend was outstanding. Uh, Every talk was a powerhouse talk. Uh, We'll be unpacking some of these messages for months. Uh, It it was amazing. We're going to start this week with the Prophet's Sunday morning address. Uh, I don't know what it's called yet, so we're just going to call it his Sunday morning address, but it was such a wonderful talk. It was uh, inspired, and I feel like it was something I personally needed to hear, my ward needed to hear. I don't think there's anybody who could listen and, and dig into this talk and not benefit from it. Um, so without further ado, there's a lot to unpack here, a lot to discuss. We're going to, we don't want to run into the second or first and second hour. Uh, so we're just going to do some reading and we're going to share some thoughts and some stories. So can I make a uh, quick comment? Just a oh quick yeah. One? Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. So this is from Sunday morning. We are recording Monday night and Todd actually watched this talk like three times so that he could transcript it so that we could quote stuff. So he's a rock star. I appreciate immensely. Uh, so that's why we don't know what the name of the talk is, because <laughs> these are not released for a few days uh, by the church until it might be a few more days until they're released. Either way, that's why we're that's why we're a little running out here. Okay, that's let's why get we in. have it. And to be fair, I put it on half speed while I was typing it because I am not a rock star at typing. Still um, did great. <laughs> All right. Well, he starts. Uh, thanks, Kevin. I appreciate that. But uh, he starts here and he, he talks about just basically his calling as a prophet. He goes, you're constantly on my mind. I marvel at the way you spring into action. I stand amazed at the faith and testimony you demonstrate. He goes, I love you. I assure you that our Heavenly Father and his beloved Son, Jesus Christ, love you. 
They are intimately aware of your circumstances, your goodness, your needs, and your prayers for help. Again and again, I pray for you to feel their love for you. Uh, and I just loved it. I think it sets the tone for this entire talk. It helps us to understand we are loved. There, are, There is a Godhead there and our loving Heavenly Parents who are keenly aware of us and want the best for us. Um, and I just, I, I appreciate it and loved it. I think that I have no greater hope for people than they can feel of Heavenly Father's love for them. And just how transformative that can be in life. Uh, it's, yeah. it's lovely. It's beautiful. Um, and I, I always really appreciate that. And it's one of the reasons I think President Nelson resonates so well with people is because he seems like just some person that legit loves you and is concerned for you personally. And it's so wonderful. Well, and, and he shares it here. Experiencing their love is vital as it seems. We are costed daily by an onslaught of sobering news. Uh, I liked a couple lines down. Or I like, again, I liked it all, but a couple lines mm -hmm. down. He goes, so, and this is a, uh, you'll see it memed to death, spiritual quotes all over the place. It'll be on Facebook and Instagram and all over the place, but it's so good. So many wonderful things are ahead. In coming days, we will see the greatest manifestations of the Savior's power that the world has ever seen. Between now and the time he returns in power and great glory, he will bestow countless privileges, blessings, miracles upon the faithful. And um, that we're going to get into this further down mm -hmm. in this talk, but this uh, heavenly feeling of our of Jesus Christ and Heavenly Father's love for us and feeling of his power and his great glory and his countless privileges and blessings and miracles. Um, these are the a lot of the whys behind why it's important that we are doing the right things. Yeah. Um, and we're going to we're going to see the many, many blessings from it. Uh, the next rest of this paragraph talks about a story about Washington, D.C. Temple. We're not going to read it just for the sake of time, no. but it, it, it's a cute little story. Yeah. Uh and this sort of goes along the line. So a lot of things that President Nelson's been telling us, such as expect miracles. And here he's saying they're going to happen. You're going to see mm -hmm. these manifestations. So it's it's just completely in line with what, how he's been operating lately. Uh, the next paragraph I'm going to read uh, a little further down. At least I think it's a paragraph. It's what Todd put together, so it's perfect. <laughs> uh, Dear brothers and sisters, I grieve for those who leave the church because they feel membership requires too much of them. They have not yet discovered that making and keeping covenants actually makes life easier. Uh, so this is this hits home pretty easy, right? This hits home because uh, oftentimes it's pretty hard to do things in the church. It's pretty hard to make these constant choices. And so I like that he addresses this. He says... I understand, I grieve for you, um, but now I'm gonna talk about how it's not actually easier. So he goes on, he says, each person who makes covenants and baptismal fonts in temples and keeps them has increased access to the power of Jesus Christ. Please ponder that stunning truth. The reward for keeping covenants with God is heavenly power, power that strengthens us to withstand our trials, temptations, and heartaches better. This power eases our way, those who live the higher laws of Jesus Christ have access to his higher power. Thus, covenant keepers are entitled to a special kind of rest that comes to them through their covenant total relationship with God. <coughs> now, we're not uh, anywhere near 
near done yet. This is the beginning of what he's going to talk about, but it's a good start. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, and, um, this, the first paragraph you read, I grieve for those, uh, mm -hmm. they have not yet discovered. And, and as we continue, I think the difference here, and there was another quote, I want to say it was by Quentin L. Cook, his talk. I think it was part of what he talked about was his test, uh, the, our testimonies and the importance of it and that the importance of learning for ourselves. And I think that that line, they have not yet discovered, to me, it's learning for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Each of us needs to learn for ourselves mm -hmm. that covenants actually make life easier. Mm -hmm. And there's power in that alone. And, yeah. and then our Heavenly Father promises power along with those covenants. Like that, that knowledge is power. And then we're also promised like spiritual power by keeping our covenants. Power to the power of two is what we're oh, saying. Oh man, we're also power up the wazoo here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next paragraph I had was, uh, dear brothers and sisters, my message to you today is that because Jesus Christ overcame this fallen world and because he atoned for each of us, you too can overcome this sin saturated self-centered and often exhausting world because the savior through his infinite atonement redeemed each of us from weakness, mistakes, and sin. And because he experienced every pain, burden, and worry you have ever had, then as you truly repent and seek his help, you can rise above this present precarious world. You can overcome the spiritually and emotionally exhausting plagues of the world. These are listed here and it's, it's a lot, including arrogance, Anger, immorality, hatred, greed, jealousy, and fear. Despite the distractions and distortions that swirl around us, you can find true rest, meaning relief and peace, even amid, amid your most vexing problems. This is a lot. There's a lot <laughs> in here. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's packed. Yeah. And I love where it talks about... <laughs> Well, first, it lists a whole bunch of emotionally exhausting plagues of the world that you can find help with. Oh, any uh, one of these would take you down. And there's like yeah. seven there. And then he's going to contrast that later on. And we'll, you'll point that out later on when he contrasts the good. Yeah. But talking about that, there's a realization that this is going on in the world. This is life's tough. There's a lot going on. But you can actually find true rest, meaning relief and peace even amid your most vexing problems. And I really appreciate that. I've always sort of been the mentality of uh, my thought process is work as hard as you can to get through this and then rest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> go as hard as you can. If I'm going to hike up a hill, I'm going to go as hard as I can all the way up, which is ridiculous. I understand it's ridiculous, but that's <laughs> so oftentimes my mentality. Uh, as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that's not the best way, but it, that is, it's no, there's no rest until you're done, right? Like that famous yeah. saying, you can sleep when you're dead, which is ridiculous, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I love it. Uh, yeah. Um, my thoughts were, uh, I heard years ago, an analogy of, I think it was fighting addiction, but you can say, you could take any one of these plagues. And you can apply it in the same way uh, of us being the natural man trying to overcome these plagues. 
uh, or, or an addiction. And, and the analogy is, let's try and swim across an ocean. You can put all the effort you want in the world. Mm-hmm. But it's very difficult to just keep swimming and yep. just not succumb or not, mm-hmm. not, you know, we need help. And this mm-hmm. relief that we can receive is, I would say, a life jacket or a raft or getting in the boat or mm-hmm. you name you name the relief but it is good it is a huge yeah. sigh of relief if we're trying to combat these with the natural man it's just not going to work yeah. that's um, right because the natural man <clears throat> is going to is going to battle arrogance with arrogance is going to battle pride with pride is going to battle anger mm-hmm. with more anger you know like it's it's not going to not going to end well for us now one thing I'd like to note, though, as he talked about, is talked about as you truly repent and seek his help, you can rise above this present precarious world. Oh, yeah. And we're going to get into something in the next paragraph that talks about this a little bit. But I think it's important to realize that we've got to put some effort in. Yeah. It's not just going to happen. Yeah. And that's that truly repent, repent and seek. Because those are two action words. Mm-hmm. Very key that yeah. we have to do. Yeah. And yes, our saviors felt what we're going through completely understands that. Um, so he's, he's our guy. He understands us. He's the person you can go to, to talk about things and help build you up, but we still have to go and talk to him about things. Yeah. He's, he's uniquely qualified to, to judge or to give empathy or to sucker us Mm -hmm. and help us. But you know, it's that, that door, he stands at the door yeah. and knocks, but the door has a handle on only one side. We have to do our part. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, I would say it's a bit more than just opening a door, a doorknob for some of us. It's, it's, it's overcoming the pride and overcoming the natural man and, mm-hmm. and managing. But uh, anyway, uh, this talk, he, he carries on here and he talks about why it's so important for us to repent, why it's so important for us to seek his help and to rise above, uh, it helps us to overcome the world. And he asks some three these uh, important questions. He goes, these important truths prompts three fundamental questions. First, what does it mean to overcome the world? Second, how do we do it? And third, how does overcoming the world bless our lives? And when my wife and I were watching conference and we heard this, we were like uh, poking at each other at the same time because that's something that we discuss all the time about the whys and the hows and the what's and like we talk about a lot of things in the church but we never really get to the what's hows and whys why why is it important what is it Mm -hmm. how do we do it how do we Mm -hmm. apply it into our lives like we we talk about temple covenants and Mm -hmm. each of the covenants we make and and some of them are more obvious than others but how do we apply each of them and and what is it and why does it matter why are we making these covenants if we're going to make another covenant five minutes later that supersedes this one yeah it's for it's for a reason right and uh and and why so when we talk about overcoming the world let's talk about three reasons or three questions around overcoming the world and and how do we go from this big picture idea this big picture covenant these big picture things and make them practical in our daily yeah. lives. That's great. Make them, That's make great. them real. Yeah. So he continues. He says, what does it mean to overcome the world? Oh, I'm glad we asked. Uh, <laughs> it means overcoming the temptation to care more about things of this world than the things of God. 
It means trusting the doctrines of Christ more than the philosophies of men. It means delighting in truth, denouncing deception, and becoming humble followers of Christ. It means choosing to refrain from anything that drives the spirit. It means being willing to give away even our favorite sins. I'm just going to pause there and talk about those couple things. So the fa- my favorite line in this whole talk is the, it means being willing to give away even our favorite sins. Uh, but I just had a thought about the line before it. It says it means choosing to refrain from anything that drives the spirit away. Mm-hmm. I wanted to comment about that. Last night, my wife and I watched a movie. And it was an hour and a half long, and it seemed interesting. And we watched it, and it was okay. It wasn't anything special. But it, it had a lot of swearing in it. Uh, and I didn't feel terrible that I watched this movie, right? But also, we ended up not really enjoying it. Not necessarily because of the swearing. That's I'm not... <laughs> but it just wasn't a great movie anyways. And so it, it makes me think of, like, what how what a simple choice that would have been to avoid watching that movie. <laughs> yeah. Right? I could have just turned it off. <clears throat> I didn't. I didn't enjoy it anyways. Uh, really simple. Just saying, hey, I, I don't I don't enjoy that much swearing or something like that. But like I said, my favorite line of this whole talk is it means being willing to give away even our favorite sins because we I find in my life that I have a lot of things that if I find out there's a problem, I can work on it. Sometimes we're not aware, right? That's just truth. We uh, we justify what we're doing and what we're up to, and we're not aware of maybe some of the things that we're doing and how it impacts others. But there are some where it's just like, hmm, maybe I'm not going to put as much effort into correcting that as others. Yeah. Oh. Smith <laughs> uh, <coughs> has a good line about this. He talks about how. I think it's Hank Smith. Anyway, he talks about the altar of God and how we say, okay, this is what God was asking of us. And we put this and this and this. Oh, yeah, that's not a problem. That's easy. Oh, yeah, I don't have a problem not killing anybody. I don't have mm-hmm. a problem with, you know, like you know, like the Ten Commandments. Okay, I'm good mm-hmm. with these eight. But then we take mm-hmm. some th- certain ones and we kind of hide them behind our back, thinking that's mm-hmm. enough. We've given enough. God's got yeah. plenty now. And and God's being all-knowing and all-loving and omnipotent and, and is full fully aware of the things we've held back and and hank smith goes uh god is willing to outweigh us and to say <laughs> what you got there i'm willing to wait i'm i can't die yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we have to get there ourselves we have to mm-hmm. you know what it takes time and it takes a uh humbling ourselves and and uh so that's what he relates to these favorite sins these these things we're unwilling to give up so yeah. We give up 98%. We give 98% of what the Lord wants. That's mine. That's what I can control, and it's what I'm yeah. willing to, wanting to keep. Yeah. And it, and we, it limits us. Yeah. And we plateau when maybe we say, but I'm better than Todd, or Todd says, but I'm better than Kevin. And that justifies that I don't have to give away that sin and grow. We, we do it to ourselves, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, so he continues on. He says, now, overcoming the world certainly does not mean becoming perfect in this life, nor does it mean that your problems will magically evaporate, because it, they won't. It does not mean that you won't still mis- make mistakes, but overcoming the world does mean that your resistance to sin will increase. 
your heart will soften as your faith in Jesus Christ increases. Now, I want to make a comment about your heart will soften as your faith in Jesus Christ increases. And it's always interesting to me, um, as people get older, uh, the battles that they choose, uh, and often I'm speaking of parenting specifically, that I've talked to people that are a few years ahead of uh, the ages of my children. I'm like, how did you get through this? A lot of times they'll say, you pick your battles. But also it's their heart softens with what's a big deal. And the profound impact in a relationship with your children, your, your very children. But it's interesting here about as, as your, your heart will soften, as your faith in Jesus Christ increases, and how important that can be with relationships in general. And just, yeah, that softening of the heart is so important. Yeah, I, I like that. And, uh, and I like the line before where he talks about uh, overcoming the world means that resistance to sin will increase. Being in a, being in a, from a practical background, I appreciate resistance and I appreciate the importance of resistance um, because you need it. You need you need some resistance and, and the best resistance uh, are uh, insulators. They have so mm -hmm. much resistance that things don't, the electrical current doesn't flow through them. And it's like our, our um, you know, extension cord. That's why you can handle an extension cord without getting electrocuted because that, mm -hmm. that cable has so much um, resistance. It's, 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 a, it's an insulator. Anyway, that's I've always a, wanted to fig, figure out a way to make resistance into a talk. I and mean, one day maybe I will, but. That's great. But that's great. Like a great thing of saying the electricity is still flowing through that cord that's not changed the temptations the struggles are still there yeah but you're able to handle it love it you're able to handle it and you're able to control it uh yeah overcoming the world means growing to love god and his beloved son more than you love anyone or anything else and i like this this line near the end of that paragraph Overcoming the world is not an event that happens in a day or two. It happens over a lifetime as we repeatedly embrace the doctrine of Christ. We cultivate faith in Jesus Christ by repenting daily and keeping covenants that endow us with power. So we, we, we shock ourselves. We make mm -hmm. a mistake. We find some weakened spot on the insulation and we shock ourselves. Is it, is it over? You know, not according to Christ. Not. And not yeah. according to the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have uh, many opportunities to repent. It doesn't mean we should go looking for nicks and cracks in the cable in order to jam our finger in there. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what we, some of us do sometimes. Um, yep. But we just be mindful and be, be repentant and strive to keep the commandments and keep the covenants. Yeah, I also like this, right, because we, you talked earlier about, like, how do you keep covenants and how do you take these big picture things and make them into small day to day? And I like that it's all of a sudden it's like, yeah, yeah, you should overcome. It'll just happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just try, just strive to be, just It'll pick happen. away at something. Yeah. Just find some little thing in your life that you can <clears throat> do better or you can remove yeah. Yeah. And, and make that change. It's a process. Yeah. He continues after that. He says, living the doctrine of Christ can produce the most powerful, virtuous cycle, creating spiritual momentum in our lives. I love that President Nelson mm -hmm. has a couple catchphrases, spiritual momentum, 
Uh, it's true. It's real. I apply it to sports because I enjoy sports. I love that, right? Stay on the covenant path, spiritual momentum. It's perfect. It, it helps us to be better. And it's going to be quoted in general conference for the next hundred years, spiritual mm-hmm. momentum and, and the, uh, the power of the Holy ghost. That one gets quoted three times. <laughs> and then he continues there. He says, as we strive to live the higher laws of Jesus Christ, our hearts and our very natures begin to change. The Savior lifts us above the pole of this fallen world by blessing us with greater charity, humility, generosity, kindness, self-discipline, peace, and rest. Now, now contrast that with the previous list of plagues mm-hmm. arrogance pride anger immorality hatred greed jealousy and fear and i can't speak for everybody but i can speak for myself and i feel like we see the majority of those probably on a if not a daily basis definitely a weekly or a monthly basis mm-hmm. uh dealing with you know, neighbors, friends, acquaintances, coworkers, whatever that experience that that exemplify or or are struggling with many of these plagues. Now, again, contrast that with the list you just read, mm-hmm. uh, and I've lost it, but uh, I'll find it here somewhere. Um, you want me to just read it up? Charity, humility, generosity, kindness, self-discipline, peace, and rest. Which of those two lists would you rather have as part of your life? Well, and just how well this counteracts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just by striving to live the higher laws of Christ. It doesn't say as you do it. He said as you strive, as you your strive. heart, your hearts and your very natures begin to change. And I testify that that is true. Your nature does change as you try to follow after Jesus Christ. And sometimes you, someone might hear that and say, "No, there's no way. I'll still have these thoughts. I'll still." Did it do this? I'll still be me. And you will. You will be yeah. you to a certain extent. But just just try yourself by following and let God prevail. And you will be, it'll be a miracle that you'll be able to look back on and say, whoa, I can't oh, yeah. believe that I have changed this much. <clears throat> you'll be shocked at how far you've come. Yeah. And I just want to add, and we're going to probably talk about rest again, but um I get a lot of people concerned about me and my calling and how I might be burning myself out or risking burning myself out. And I find when I dig into the scriptures, when I dig into general conference <laughs> training or spiritually uplifting uh, opportunities, uh, I feel re-energized. And I don't want to say I'm rested, mm-hmm. like you would go and sit on a beach or go camping and sit in a hammock for a week. But mm-hmm. I, I am re-energized, and and I can I can testify of being re-energized and feeling um, ready to go <coughs> despite uh, many of the challenges. And sorry, Kevin, I, I we should have added that uh, I've dragged I've dragged Kevin into a into a podcast, even though he's sick. <laughs> That's he's, okay. He's, he's on the other side of being sick. He feels better, yeah. but he's still yeah. um, just a little back. cough. Still got a, a gentle little tickle. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, Todd. It's uh, okay. Uh, and then he, so that's great, right? Like, uh, and yes, we are concerned about you, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. We're doing good. Yeah. So then he continues on 
And he says, now you may be thinking this sounds like hard spiritual work rather than rest. And I'm like, yes, yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> <coughs> but here's the grand truth. While the world insists power, possessions, popularity, and pleasure of the flesh bring happiness, they do not. They cannot. What they do produce is nothing but a hollow substitute for the blessed and happy state of those who keep the commandments of God. The truth is that it is much more exhausting uh, to seek happiness where you can never find it. However, when you yoke yourself to Jesus Christ and do the spiritual work required to overcome the world, he and he alone does have the power to lift you above the pull of this world. I wanted to testify that the world insisting power, possessions, popularity, and pleasure of the flesh bring happiness, that they do not. And it has been my experience in my lifetime, personally, with friendships. I recently had a, a friend from high school that passed away through <clears throat> the equivalent of drinking himself to death, you know, and just how sad and hard that is to deal with because that doesn't bring happiness. Well, that's what we're told, right? You see the, the beer commercials on TV. That's the life. That's what we want. And that's, mm -hmm. uh, and I often have to remind my children that that is advertising. They're trying to make <laughs> it seem as appealing as possible. Yeah. And it's really not. There's a whole other yeah. side to it, to it. And uh, it's, it's unreal. And yoking ourselves to Christ. I, this reminds, this whole thing you just read reminds me of the Last Supper when Jesus Christ says, you know, that one of you will betray me. And one by one, they go up to Christ and say, Lord, is it I? And, and there's a song in the Lamb of God um, that I appreciate. I have a bunch of songs I appreciate in that, in that opera. But one of them is called The Lord, Is It I? And, he, and it talks about, I don't know, I, I'm going to slaughter it. It might be Peter. It's one of the, the, the apostles, though, that says, uh, but Lord, like, where would I go? Who, who who else has what you have? You know what's what's the point if if I if I'm not with you, who else can give me what you have anyway? Um, and I like that last line. He and he alone does have the power to lift you above the pull of the world. And and again, we each can learn for ourselves the difference between yoking ourselves with the Savior mm -hmm. and the draw of the world. And I think. Mm -hmm. Every one of us, if we sincerely have tested that out, would choose the Savior in our life. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I have the next couple. It's uh, the next question. How does overcoming the world bless our lives? Now, I have a couple little spots here, but he goes, entering, a covenant, entering into a covenant relationship with God binds us to him in a way that makes everything about life easier. And this is one of my... I would say this is my second favorite line, maybe mm -hmm. my third. I don't know. Uh, um, God, sorry, let me back up. Entering into a covenant relationship with God binds us to him in a way that makes everything about life easier. And he, he cautions, he goes, please do not misunderstand me. I do not say that making covenants makes life easy. In fact, expect opposition. He goes, it, it makes life easier. It doesn't make it easy. Hmm. And I think, and this is gospel according to Todd, but I would say it makes it easier knowing the eternal perspective, mm -hmm. understanding 
where we benefit from this. I read another quote today. It talks about God is interested in our growth, not our comfort. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. knowing that we are growing by design through a loving Heavenly Father should bring us a great deal of comfort. Mm-hmm. Perfect. You know, we're, not, we're not meant to just like lounge on an island you mm-hmm. know, and just not have to worry about, or, you know, and have be fed, be brought food every day. Like it's, that's not the intent of life. Although that sounds great. Mm-hmm. That's not the intent. Our intent is to grow and to be challenged. And as hard as that is, that's the name of the game. Well, that's why and we came here. That's right. That's why we're here. And uh, a little bit further down, he says, yoking yourself with the Savior means you have access to his strength and redeeming power. And then he quotes Ezra Taft Benson. He goes, quote, men and women who turn their lives over to God will discover that he can make a lot more from their lives than they can. He will deepen their joys, expand their vision, quicken their minds, lift their spirits, multiply their blessings, increase their opportunities, comfort their souls, raise up friends, friends and pour out peace uh, and if you go through that list of things mm-hmm. now it's two prophets who have both reaffirmed and and confirmed that blessing that we can have in our life every one of us can benefit from those list of blessings and all yeah. we have to do is turn our life over to god which again sounds simple but it's a daily weekly monthly grind it's extremely hard in practicality, in practice, uh, because oftentimes when I get home, the natural man kicks in and says, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But if I turn my life over to God, and as I've done that, it's been better in general, because I do better things. I have better interactions. I treat people better. It's it's perfect. Yeah, it's good. The next, he continues on a little bit later. He says, I plead with you now to take charge of your own testimony of Jesus Christ and his gospel. Work for it. Nurture it so it will grow. Feed it truth. Don't pollute it with false philosophies of unbelieving men and women. As you make the continual strengthening of your testimony of Jesus Christ your highest priority, watch for miracles to happen in your life. My plea to you this morning is to find rest from the intensity, uncertainty, and anguish of this world, like overcoming the world through your covenants with God. Let him know through your prayers and actions that you are serious about overcoming the world. Ask him to enlighten your mind and send the help you need. Each day record the thoughts that come to you as you pray, then follow through diligently. Spend more time in the temple and seek to understand how the temple teaches you to rise above this world. Very much action, action, action. Mm-hmm. Work for it, nurture it, feed it truth. <clears throat> now, the main theme, too, I get from this is be bold. When you're praying, yes. be specific, be bold, expect miracles. Just boom, love it. That's good. That My thought was very much like yours. My thought, my, the word I came up with was be intentional. Hmm, every perfect. one of those things, every one of these things doesn't happen by accident, but I like yeah. your word better because it's simpler and I love <laughs> strong language and to me, mm-hmm. bold is a lot stronger than intentional, although you could make a case for either. Good one. Uh, next paragraph, the gathering of Israel. And this was my favorite line of the entire talk because okay. I feel strongly and I've shared it regularly that we need to become 
the people who usher in the second coming of the Savior. And I've never heard it in conference. Maybe it's been said in conference, but I've never registered where I've heard that from. But I feel strongly about it. So the fact that I heard this from the prophet in general conference, I was like, woohoo. Uh, anyway, it reads, the gathering of Israel is the most important work taking place on the earth today. One crucial element of this gathering is preparing a people who are able, ready, and worthy to receive the Lord when he comes again. A people who have already chosen Jesus Christ over this fallen world. A people who rejoice in their agency to live the higher and holier laws of Jesus Christ. I call upon you, dear brothers and sisters, to become this righteous people. Cherish and honor your covenants above all other commitments. As you let God prevail in your life, I promise you greater peace, confidence, joy, and yes, rest. Very powerful stuff. Right. And nothing else to add. <laughs> yeah, that's glorious. Then the end of the talk also to me is something that I've never registered before. Uh, I'm just going to read it because it's. I was just blown away when he did this. He says, by the power of the holy apostleship vested in me, I bless you in your quest to overcome this world. I bless you to increase your faith in Jesus Christ and learn better how to draw upon his power. I bless you to be able to discern truth from error. I bless you to care more about the things of God than the things of this world. I bless you to see the needs of those around you and strengthen those you love. Because Jesus Christ overcame this world, you can too. <clears throat> and I've never, it feels like going to my dad for a father's blessing. It feels really intimate. Here's some stuff you could need to work on. And I care about you. You can do it. I'm concerned about you. I'm blessing you to overcome this. And I just think it's a very intimate way to end this talk. I think with, uh, previous general conferences and previous talks, it was it was noted how often he uses the word plea or pleading, mm -hmm. or I plead with you. And I think mm. that's what he's doing. That's what he's been doing. And I think he's he's I don't want to say he's running out of time or running out of ways to plead, but I feel mm -hmm. like this is like like you say, it's an intimate way of just begging us to do the things we yeah. that that. He, he and the Savior has asked us to do. Mm -hmm. I'm in this with you. I'm help. I'm here with you. I support yeah. you. That's good. Amazing talk. Yeah, and we tried to quicken it. You may have noticed. So we're a little <laughs> not as long as it was going to be, but it's perfect. Yeah, it. I I just bear testimony about Russell M. Nelson. He's a prophet of God. He knows what's coming. He is a watchman on the tower. And he, he is begging us to do the things we need to do to become the people we need to become for the Savior. Uh, and um, part of it is giving away our favorite sins. Part of it is finding rest and coming in and caring about our covenants, making it a priority. Mm -hmm. I bear the same testimony that every time President Nelson speaks, the Spirit testifies so strongly to me that this man is a, a good man and a prophet of God. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Thanks, Doc. Thanks, Kevin. Love you, buddy. Have a good night. You too. Thank you for listening. Give us a like, follow, or rating wherever you consume podcasts, or come find us on Instagram or spiritualcrusade.com. We hope you're uplifted by this general conference review. 
Don't forget to review and study the words of the prophets and apostles, and we challenge you to find something from these talks which speaks to your soul and helps you to find meaningful growth and draw closer to our Savior.